1: Hello, I'm Austin from Sisters Doll
2: I'm Bryce
3: from Sisters Doll And I'm Brennan from Sisters Doll And you are listening to Shout It Out Loud cast With Tom and Zeus
0: Let's go, Fuck turn it up Fuck you Oh boy,
3: here we go This is James Simmons
4: Put that cookie down
2: Stop
3: pressing the buttons Star? Star? Shouting! He's not what you would call a handsome man. Oh no, here come the kiss times. Is that a positive thing? Okay? Alright. am gonna grab
4: me an ice cold mellow
1: Why?
3: Why do that to the fans? Stop it. Why? Because fuck? That's what are you talking about? 617 525 15 Yes. Settle down. Hello. Hey, what's up there? Kiss Army. Tom and Zeus, with another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast. Episode 201. Peter Chris 1978 solo album. Tom, don't let me find you. Sleeping what, with what, another what, man.
4: What a way to follow up our 200th with Eddie Trunk. Now, I'm going to let people in on a secret. A little secret here. Hey, okay. If all of our plans for our 200th episode were not able to take place due to scheduling conflicts, or w- if anything, we were seriously, in shouted Out Loud cast fashion, going to celebrate 200 episodes. With the Peter Chris solo album review. So you guys can thank Eddie Trunk for being available and saving you from that. Although now you're here.
3: Yeah. Um, I don't think it's a goof. I think they would I think
4: don't, it was a goof. That's my point. That's my point. I don't we me and you, dude. Me and you, this is gonna be an interesting episode because I think the two of us are outliers big time with this. So
3: Yeah. And and I'm I'm prepared to just be like, you don't, you're not listening. You're right. not listening to it. right? You're not. You just right. have your mind made up. Oh, it sucks.
2: Oh,
3: disco. Oh, I don't know what he's doing. Oh, shut up. Anyways, on that happy note, Tom, <laughs> before we go forward, we go backwards. and But before we do any of that, we give a shout out. And who do we give a shout out to? Yeah, ABCPA Inc. Our buddy, Tony Barone. The tax man.
4: Okay, he's the good kind of tax man.
3: Yeah, it's it's a positive thing. Okay, okay. So Tony runs ABCP Inc. It's been our sponsor, and we want you, the listener, to give him a shout. So if you have a business, he can help you with all your bookkeeping, financial statements, payroll processing, payroll tax returns, sales tax returns, filing your federal and state income tax returns, and help with starting your new business. We've been saying this all along. The new year's coming. People start new businesses. Don't fall behind. Get ahead of it. Talk to a tax person like Tony so he can get you prepared. Uh, For individuals, he offers help with sole proprietorship, rental real estate, trust estate tax returns, and filing personal federal and state income tax returns. He has access in 50 states, Tom. So whether you are in um, Utah or uh, Tennessee, Tennessee, (laughs) whatever that song goes, Arrested Um, Development, future ARC album. Yeah. Uh, Did you know Kiss Army? If you own a business with employees that have had 20% reduction in revenue than you did in 2019 due to COVID or state mandated shutdowns, you might be entitled to additional tax credits and the opener of last week's show. What does he say about tax credits, Tom? Ooh, I like it. Follow him yeah. on, on Facebook, LinkedIn, and visit him on his website, abcpainc.com. That's ab cpainc.com or you can email tony tony at abcpainc.com that's tony at abcpainc.com or you can call him at 708-430-3232 again 708-430-3232 yeah abcpainc give tony barone a call Set yourself up, be prepared So, Tom, last week we celebrated our 200th episode With a -a one-of-a-kind fun in I don't know, uh, one of the best conversations we've ever had If not the best conversation we've ever had On Shout Out Loudcast With the one and only Eddie Trunk Mm -hmm. We got a lot of feedback We did a poll How'd that go?
4: Yep. So the poll was based on one of the questions that we asked Eddie and that we discussed. And we talked about blocks of albums, makeup albums. Um, so we put it out there, the four groups. Debut, Harder Than Hell, Dress to Kill, Destroyer, Rock and Roll over Love Gun, Dynasty Unmasked, Music from the Elder Creatures of the Night, and then finally Psycho Circus, Sonic Boom, and Monster. I was I'm not gonna say I'm surprised that this one, I'm surprised by how. Big it won, but I think it it won on, on the backs of Destroyer. So the Destroyer rock and roll over Love Gun, 65% of the vote. That's huge. That's like a we that's a blowout. Yeah. Um, right right behind that at 18% was the debut harder than hell dress to kill. Coming in at 14% was Dynasty Unmasked Elder Creatures of the Night. And then three percent of you need to have your head examined. Because you voted for Psycho Circus, Sonic Boom, and Monster. Um, so let's take a look at a couple comments here. Because I know a lot of people are passionate about this. Speaking of Psycho Circus, Sonic Boom, and Monster. Our buddy Christopher the Wallet Hake chimes in and says, If someone votes for Psycho Cir- Circus, Sonic Boom, and Monster, they need a psych evaluation. I mean, are you fucking kidding me? There you go. Couldn't, couldn't said it better myself. Egg hog says, I went head over heart with this one, and I chose the Destroyer group. It's hard to argue with those songs and the production, but I love the Messy Elder crew. The lows are low on those albums, but the highs fucking rule. It's a good way. It's a good way to say it. Todd Steele says my era is the first group of albums. Everything from these albums were the stepping stones for what was to come. Oh, and then our favorite miserable music man chimes in. Anyone voting for that last group needs to be taken outside and beaten with a shoe. (laughs) <laughs> a la mike Milberry. all right uh let's get into some episode specific comments because that was uh obviously related to a poll uh, a lot of feedback we love you guys so much for all the positive feedback you guys really enjoyed the episode obviously we enjoyed doing it of course Uh, Let's bang through a couple of these Clark side of the moon. Congrats guys. Just finished the episode. Every time I think you've done the best episode, you knock another one out of the park. Great, honest conversation. Kudos to you too. And to Eddie for the honest discussion rankings and more 200 is just the beginning. Our buddy Jepson. Congrats. Oh Oh, yeah. Congrats on 200. It's been an amazing adventure with you guys and the laughs Never stop. Thanks for all the hard work. It paid off. Number one kiss podcast. Real proud of you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we love Kevin. Speaking of loving Kevin, we love this guy, the great Jim Riley. Congrats, Tom and Zeus. Episode 200 was great. Eddie was my hard rock source in the 80s at WDHA, New Jersey, 10 minutes from where I grew up. To have you guys and Eddie talk kiss in 2022 for me is wild. And yeah, with the Gene intro. Thanks for all you do for us. God bless brothers. Yeah, speaking out. Thank you guys again. Tons of great feedback on that incredible Intro from Gene. No, that was not a cameo. Somebody said, "How much was the cameo?" No. Gene doesn't Gene doesn't do cameos. That was not a cameo. Yes. Um, but yeah, tons of great feedback. So there's some Twitter stuff cuz uh we know that we want to get through feedback so we can talk about
2: love
3: is an easy thing. <laughs> Banjo LeBlade just found you guys and overdosing as we speak. Amazing show, and find myself nodding along furiously. Alive three rocks. Creatures is the best, as are the Brucius Kiss Debut, one of the greatest albums, uh ever too. Geez, gonna be a lot of listening to ace impressions. Make me giggle like a schoolgirl, too. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
4: <laughs> yeah, Eddie jumped in with his ace impressions too, so
3: that was nice. Yeah. Uh, our buddy Graham Richley Fantastic and fitting 200th episode I really warm to Eddie He's a class act opinionated and articulate Congratulations guys on the first 200 I'll never forget the day I stumbled over One of your early episodes And Zeus read out a listener comment Detroit rot city by a cunt here. <laughs> I knew I found my guys <laughs> I don't think that was me I was just read <laughs> Yeah, we we don't really use that word uh, Ryan, Michael, Scott, Spencer, Cook, Dole, Kulik, Simmons, fucking whatever. Uh, fantastic episode. Paul Hader. Great, great episode. I giggled like a Japanese schoolgirl <laughs> What? All the way through it. Seuss's delight at Eddie's placement of Love Gun and Tom's dismay, which I get as the album has always been my number one kiss album. The Ace story too, hilarious. I'm telling you, boys, you are truly on an arc towards having Ace, Peter, or maybe even Gene on this podcast. Paul, not a chance. Again, big congrats on the milestone. Love you both. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. I <laughs> even need to do that one. God bless hook, you, Paul. Hook you hook me. <laughs> What does Japanese schoolgirl
4: have anything to do with anything?
3: <laughs> fuck me, that was fast. Fuck me, fuck, fuck you. you. Sorry. All right, <laughs> let's go over loud, Loudcasters. Anytime yeah, we I can guess. find a way to get that into the show. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> fuck me, that was fast. The tax man, Anthony Barone. Yeah. One of the best episodes Uh our buddy Sean Dehan. Sean, I hope you start. You get well. He sent us a message. He was having a little bit of a health issue there. We uh, wish you well, my friend. Great episode. Congratulations, guys. Says it all.
4: Yeah, Sean, best wishes to you, buddy. Stay healthy, okay? We're thinking about you. Keep listening, but uh, we're, we're thinking of you and hoping for the best. Take care of yourself.
3: Wish you luck in the future. Say a prayer. Okay, see you later, fruitcake. God uh, bless you, babe. <laughs>
1: Uh, our
2: buddy
1: Jack Hinacchio. Mm-hmm.
3: Congratulations, guys. Honestly, very well deserved. To the question of the week. Would I see Kiss with four new members? I'd have to say no. At that point, it's a cover tribute band. And if that's the case, I'd rather see Scott in Kisteria. Oh,
4: there you go. All right. Yeah. buddy drop. Yeah. Buddy Scott Donaldson, Australia's uh, cover band, Kisteria. And he's the fox in that as the drummer. Make
3: sure if you're down under, oh, boy, Uh, to go catch Kisteria.
4: Definitely. Uh,
3: Because I know I'd enjoy them more, says Jack. Jack, we love you, brother. Yep. Uh, Next, let's go over uh, a quick hop, skip, and a jump. Over to uh, Instagram, where our buddy Nicolino says, Happy 200th, boy. Uh, Michael TTI, or perhaps it's Tit, I don't know, um, already waiting for the 300th episode. And KCV Rocks 2022 says, Cool. Okay. Let's go to... Hey, Tom, for the first 200 episodes, I did this. What do you say if for the next 200, I don't do it?
4: I support that.
3: All right. Let's go over to YouTube. If there's a backlash on it, I'll go back to it. How's that? No. Uh... <laughs> Craig Broderick. Eddie's always a great guest. Awesome episode. New drinking game, though. Every time Eddie says, just quickly. <laughs> See, I got to say, that's it's so
4: funny how... When listener when people are listening to the show, the stuff that they pick up on that we don't pick up on when we're talking, because I saw that comment and I'm like, I laughed, but I'm like, I did not I didn't you pick know. up on that.
3: Oh, I bet you they could pick up on shit that I say constantly. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure. Oh, no <laughs> and, doubt. Yeah, then you start Absol- getting a com- absolutely. You get a major complex
4: from it. Yeah, you start then you start just not talking at all.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh our buddy and a super cool guy, and he's a big help to the show, and that's Tom Dust. Oh uh, yes. He writes best bumper ever. Congratulations Fruitcakes. Very proud of you. Yeah, we love Tom. Tom does our intro music for our
4: Dorm Damage episodes. He's the best.
3: So, I've probably played about half of his uh, intros and exits from Dorm Damage. Yeah. He did. I we, I gave him like 20, 25 songs and yep. said from the 90s, obviously more like alternative grunge stuff. And say, can you do these so that we could play them on YouTube without getting in trouble? Yep. Uh, and he came back and did it. He is the fucking best. And yeah. he does our intro to this show, too. So, Tom, that's, we love your brother. We love right, your man. brother. Wish you luck in the future. Former Big Hair thought it was funny at the two hour and four mark. And at the two hour and nine mark, he says, and. Th- Oh, I think he liked that. I said that Gene Simmons said, and then I invented paper. Oh. <laughs> nice. Tom, that's what I got. Let's go back to you for some emails. All right. Let's blow through some emails here. Uh, let's, let's,
4: what? Uh, let's, let's, let's blow some emails. <laughs> we got an email here. This appears to be some new contributors to feedback. This is from Suzanne Donovan. Dear Suzanne Tom and Zeus. Summers? I wish. Actually, maybe not anymore. Ooh, a
3: little rough.
4: <laughs> You're looking not good. <laughs> Anyways, back to Suzanne Donovan. Congratulations on your 200th episode. My husband and I listen to the Shout It Out Loudcast all the time. Your episodes are always interesting, authentic, and very often hilarious. With the g- great chemistry you two have with one another, you guys make a great couple. LOL. What? Oh, wow. Okay, well. What the fuck? Maybe there's some secrets you should know about us. We'll uh, We'll save that for a separate episode. Uh, In all seriousness, the Shout Out Loudcast is so entertaining and the best way to tune in and tune out. Okay. Your 200th episode was, of course, full of cool kiss material. Plus, we loved hearing Eddie Trunk on the show as your special guest. Congrats again. Here's to many more. Take care. Your fellow kiss tards, Suzanne and Charlie. All right. (laughs) Yeah. Our buddy Mike H., who we absolutely love when he just has stream of consciousness and fires off multiple emails. I'm going to stick with this one. I like this one. I absolutely love when you guys have a guest on and ask them those series of kiss questions to start things off. It instantly opens things up and organically creates an avenue for so many interesting stories and elaboration. Just wanted to tell you how much I love that and what a and what a fantastic idea it is. Mike, you're the best. We love you, buddy. Thank you. America's favorite realtor chimes in on email, as always, Joey Romanik, He gives us a lot of great information here. He loves the show. Obviously, we love Joey. Um, I'll just say this right here. It's been said before, but one of the things that make you guys so great is not only the subject matter, but also the delivery and the chemistry. Something else that sets S.I.O.L. apart is the community. I remember when I was first listening, I would have thought, why does this guy in particular have a theme song? And this guy gets his name set on the show all the time. Is he friends with the host? I listen to other shows and they talk about great feedback, but they don't actually read any of it. And I know that the second best looking Joey that comments on the show, Joey Casada, Make crap all over the length of the feedback part of your show. But it's really one of the things that makes your show great. I mean, where else would Jack Pinocchio have his own theme song? Or would Matt Wallace have his scatological fetishes celebrated? Or where I would be, America's favorite realtor. You guys treat your listeners and fans like friends, and we all love you guys for it. You might think of yourselves as typical suburban dads. But in our eyes, you guys are superstars. On to the next 200. Joey. Ooh. Woo. Joey, you're the best, man. Thank you so much. We truly, truly appreciate that. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, Let's go here. We got one from Scott Greer. Howdy, fuckos. First off, congrats on 200 episodes and even more so getting a shout-out from the Demon himself. Love the interview with Trunk. He's always a great interview and love this one even more special. There's so much in this interview that was greatness, but just loved Eddie's line about that. Keep up the great work in the entertainment. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, whatever applies. Thank you, buddy. And we're going to wrap up our feedback uh, by talking about a very dear friend of the show and longtime Patreon, longtime supporter. uh, And that's our buddy, Nige Savage. You guys have obviously heard us mention him before. Uh, He sent us a, a very special message. Um, We're not going to get into the details of it, but it was very uh, it was very touching to hear. Um, He obviously put a lot of thought and emotion behind it, and we want to thank him for that. And we're a family. We say that all the time. We're a family, and we just want to acknowledge that uh, that we're here for everybody. You guys were here for me when I needed it. Zeus is always here for me. We're always here for each other, and we just want to appreciate what nige did and the kind words that he sent to us and for that my friend you are our comment of the week
2: good answer good answer i like the way you think i'm gonna be watching you
3: <laughs> god bless you nige i'll see you will have a beer with you maybe when you make it to boston <laughs> exactly Tom, what we like to do, too, is celebrate our Patreon family. Uh, we got to 200 episodes, and Patreon is a big part of the reason why yep. we got to 200 episodes. Uh, it continues to grow. We're at our highest point. So I feel like every week or so, I keep saying that. We're at our highest point, our largest membership. Uh, we added three new people last week. Awesome. Awesome. And who are the... Awesome people that decided to
4: join. So our new family members are Pat King, the Spaceman, Steve Houvain, a.k.a. Dr. Two from Twitter, the Starchild, and Anthony Segura, also Starchild. Three new Patreons, Pat, Steve, and Anthony. Incredible. We can't thank you enough for this. Thank you so, so much for being a part of the Shoutout Loudcast Patreon family. The family keeps growing. We love you guys, all of you. There are so many different things going on with Patreon. We have a couple things in store that we're going to be sharing with everybody. Uh, But please, if you're interested, check us out at patreon.com. You can search for us. You can download the Patreon app and search for us there. You can check out there's four tiers. Each tier offers something a little different. Uh, Some kind of merch involvement with the show uh, involvement on social media with us uh, and some other special things. So please Check us out if you're interested in a huge thanks to Pat, Steve, and Anthony. Thank you.
3: Yeah, Patreon uh, has grown, Tom, tremendously. Uh, I remember when we first decided to kind of like try it out and see what happens. Uh, we were kind of blown away by the generosity and the interest that we've yep. uh, received in Patreon. Yep. And uh, it's just consistently growing. And we we can't thank you enough, honestly. It's a huge Help to us, and if you want to help us, please take a look at our Patreon account. You can go to shoutitoutloudcast.com, and right on the landing page, you'll see the top right says Patreon. Click on that, see, poke around, poke around, touch your feeler up a little. You know, right, I'll get that out. <laughs> uh, play around over there, see what's going on. <laughs> Maybe just a tip. Oh, yeah. Poke <laughs> around over there. Maybe, you know, just stick the tip in, see what's going on. And if you enjoy it for your enjoyment, please feel free to join. You'll get some perks from us, some merch, some involvement. And like Tom said, we have a couple things up our sleeve, even before the end of the year. And before you know it, the IRC pick is coming up. Yep. So take a look at joining our Patreon account. It's a big help to us. Thank you to the three new members that decided to join our Patreon family. You're talking about Pat, Anthony, and Steve, Dr. Two. So thank you guys. And so Tom, at this point, let's go over and find out what's going on in Kiss World. Okay. So they've added more dates
4: for their uh, European tour uh, next summer. So they're booked right now from June 10th, all the way through July 15th, uh, going all over Europe. Uh and also they just finished performing at the Hell in Heaven Metal Festival. Uh, that was on December 4th. And uh yeah, it was the end of the road set list. So good for them. That was in Mexico. That was one of those big giant festivals. It was the uh the same set list. Um, it does not appear that they did Make and Love like they did uh at that other show that we announced when we talked about that last week. So pretty much the same set list. Um other than that, not a whole hell of a lot, but in some KISS adjacent news, our buddy Bruce Kulik has a yeah, huge, Bruce. yeah, Bruce has a huge event planned for New Year's Eve this year. So if you guys aren't aware of this, you can check out all the information at Bruce's website, Bruce But you get the New Year's Eve weekend experience. This is the ultimate New Year's Eve weekend fan experience, limited to 50 guests. Each guest will be directly engaging with Bruce, Lisa, the Bruce Kulik band. Uh, all activities have been designed to provide a level of interaction and personalization never experienced before. Uh, here's a couple of things how the weekend will be. Friday afternoon, you'll have lunch with Bruce, Lisa, the band. Mini golf. Visit the Kiss World Museum. Then that night, cocktail party, gourmet dinner. Special entertainment, an acoustic live set from Bruce's band. Then on Saturday afternoon, you get brunch. You got a Bruce Kulick retrospective and a Q&A with Lisa about married to a rock star. Ooh. And then Saturday evening, you get the big New Year's Eve extravaganza. Cocktail party, gourmet dinner. A Bruce Kulick celebrity roast. Ooh. And uh, the Bruce Kulick band live and loud. And you ring in the new year with Bruce and his band. Pretty kick-ass event right there. So check it out. You go to com. You get all the information there. Um, it looks pretty amazing. Unfortunately, neither one of us are going to be able to make it. Uh, but my God, that sounds like a blast. So, uh, check it out. We love Bruce and, uh, we love the BK band too. So that sounds like a killer event.
3: Yeah. You guys, if you have the opportunity, take a look and not only the music and a kick ass, but it, they're great people. Anytime we've done a meet and greet, met them in person, they're all superstars, uh, as rock musicians and as people. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh I wish I was part of the Bruce roast, Tom, so I could do my hey guys, Bruce Kulik, going to play some tunes. Off Asylum, great song. Paul Stanley, what a singer. <laughs> See, that would we love we, you Bruce. We well,
4: love of course you, Bruce. we love Of course we love Bruce, but that's the whole point of a roast. It's friends kind of jabbing friends and I maybe I'd like to think we're friends with Bruce. I mean, we've, we've had him on the show, we met him in person at Creatures Fest. And uh, we interact with them on social media. And, uh, you know, again, we wish wish we could be there for the event. But unfortunately, you know, we're uh, buried up here in the Northeast. And uh, we're just not going to be able to make it out there for for New Year's. So we hope you guys have an amazing time. And uh, maybe we'll submit a video roast. Hey, I don't know. If you want one, maybe we'll do it. Yeah.
3: (laughs) And maybe, maybe, hey, Bruce, do I get an invitation as well? I'd love to come over and play a song off an album that you played on. I think you were on that album, Love Gun. (laughs) Also,
4: I uh, read something. It looks like you're going to be doing a little bit of putt putt. I'm really good at that. I know you guys call it mini golf where I'm from. It's putt putt, but sounds good.
3: Hey Tom, I saw that uh, your favorite thing to do is uh, Paul Stanley uh, inserts himself in pop in popular oh, uh, pop culture geez. items. Jesus I guess Paul stank, and uh, we we got it firsthand because uh, Charlie is. We're on a, a a fun little text group between Charlie Benante pj farley and uh chris jericho and uh charlie actually sent us the video of paul like going up to him it was pretty Incred- cool like incredible incredible yeah. <laughs> and uh, of course but he, you were a little bit annoyed well, online that you were well, like annoyed I, that he was uh that i he wasn't himself yeah i it
4: wasn't necessarily it was just like what the hell like look I, I got tickets to the Metallica tour. I, I can't wait to see Pantera open up for them. We, we've had Charlie on the show. God love him. That's going to be amazing. I've seen some of the videos and the set list and everything. It's going to be incredible. When you think of Paul Stanley, I'm sorry. I know Pantera opened for kiss. Oh, on a because you got shows. that. You
3: got that thrown at you, didn't you?
4: Yeah, somebody did. Somebody did. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I, I, well, save it the
3: Festivus. It's coming yeah. up.
4: But all I'll say is this, Look, Paul. Stop. Stop trying to be part of the current events. Stop. (laughs) Oh, Pantera. Dude, you don't listen to Pantera. You think you do.
3: Uh, 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 Hey, hey, congratulations, Charlie. I heard you joined Panera Bread. They're pretty good uh, bread distributive sandwiches. I'm, I'm more inclined for a Jersey Mike's grinder. I like getting them from over there. I didn't know that you were into the food industry. Oh, and Tom, before we move on, we like to I also want to say thank you to everybody. Uh, you guys really got a kick out of the Gene intro that he did. We posted that afterwards as well, and you got to see his face. And uh, I know I got a million. Why is he wearing a mask?
2: I who knows? Know. Let it let yeah, it go.
3: Just, and somebody was like, dude, he just did that video when he came out of the urologist? Like, who the <laughs> fuck can <laughs> you tell what's
4: behind him? No, the best part of the video was what you picked up. How his jacket says Gene.
2: Like yeah. he's
3: like
4: like like he's the cook in the back.
3: Yeah, like he's a shorter <laughs> cook at the Olive Garden. Uh uh short cook uh Gene, please come over. Yeah, that's my name. I will make your french fries tasty and crunchy. Rock
4: and Brews baby, <laughs>
3: who ordered the barbecue beef burger? <laughs> That's the stupidest thing. He's got his shirt that says Gene on it. Okay, Gene. Like, like we're gonna like we're gonna confuse you with some other six seven guy coming out of there with that. Uh, put that back. That's uh Gene's uniform. He's got to <laughs> clean off the grill tonight. Oh, anyway, uh, Tom, Bob, before before we move on. Uh, Ace has got a couple of things he wants to say to Gene again. Hey, Gene, if you need some help fixing up some grinders, let me know. I'm, I made some dough working at a pizza parlor when I was young.
0: Go to PantheonPodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win.
3: And just
4: like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package.
0: And guess what, Rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S.
4: We're back. I just had to have a sit-down with Ace and let him know that it's Pantera not Panera bread. And uh, his response was, I like them both. One, you can listen to the other. You can eat what's
3: to lose. I love them both. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, we hit the last of the solo albums. Did we save the best for last? I don't know. We'll find out. We'll but find out. I'm excited because me- now me next year we can do some different type of episodes Based upon the four that we've reviewed now.
4: Yeah, we've talked about that. Once we get through all four s- album reviews the way we do, w- w- is we're going to do something involving the whole thing surrounding that solo album in 1978 with them all coming out and, you know, the artwork and and everything. So now that we've got this done, we got something for 2023 coming solo album related.
3: Yeah, so Peter Chris solo album. Uh, we'll get into it. The facts are pretty much the same as the old facts or the other three that we reviewed. My first interaction with this, I think I had it when I was a kid because I, I remember the cover and I remember having these records. I think I had all the solo albums. I don't remember any of the songs. I probably barely played it. And then after this time, a little bit, a year or two from then, I was you know, out of Kiss. Um, so, But I did have the album cover uh, I got back into Kiss later on, and then roughly about mm, college years, I started, you know, every everybody had the, Peter Chris, that solo album sucks. Blah, blah, blah. And being the uh, contrarian that I am, like, oh yeah, let me find out if you guys are all correct. And I found a few songs that I like because I've always liked Peter's voice. So from college years in the 90s and on, I listened to this album and it grew on me and uh, I had to uh, become a defender of it. And we say this many times on this show. Some people don't like hearing of it, but too bad. This is a good album. It's just not a kiss album. Exactly. And uh, I think uh, uh, I have a because Peter is my favorite member. Uh, it, this has a warm spot for me. Yeah. I, pretty
4: much everybody's Peter Chris solo album origin story is probably the same. You know, we, 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 we had them all. Uh, and our, you know, our story's similar to pretty much everybody, you know, you put it on. you so, you know, you're used to hearing baby driver, hooligan, hard luck woman, what Beth, whatever, you know, black diamond. And you're like, Oh, what, what's that? And you put it on. You're like, what in the fuck is going on here? <laughs> what, like what? And especially you got to remember, the album like the people listening to this are between the ages of like what fucking 10 and 18 i mean we were 5 when they came out but you know so you're not you're looking for kiss music right and that's not what you got at all and like you said i was going to say the same thing this is not a kiss album you can't go into like, you can't go into this thinking that you're going to get tonight you belong to me or or rip it out it, you're not getting it now i get it were we kind of fed kind of maybe a, a, a line of bullshit that like, oh, the band's going to do four solo albums. Peter really took that to heart and said, I am going to do a Peter Chris solo album. Gene kind of did that a little bit, but still stuck to some kiss stuff. Ace and, and Paul were just kiss albums pretty much in their own way. But yeah, I, I think it's funny. We talk about this. I think this is one of those albums that has been beaten into the ground for so long that it's almost like when we talk about albums that are overrated or underrated, well, like people have been saying that's underrated for so long, it's now overrated. Now it's like with this. Like people have been saying this album's terrible for so long. Now it's actually good, you yeah. know. But we'll give we'll we'll get into what we truly feel about it as we kind of break it down. But yeah, it's it's a unique record, it's definitely unique.
3: So you talked about the fact that people listen to them like, what the fuck is this? The difference is I, I like to think, and I don't want to get in too much a of discussion of all four albums, but yeah, yeah, the difference is this album and jeans are really out there. Yep. It's like if Paul did uh Hold Me Touch Me and the other 9 8 I mean 8 songs on that album are like that song. Exactly. That Hold Me Touch Me on Paul is the outlier. Versus on Peter, it's all like that. Correct. So they all kind of took their chances with the exception of Ace and Paul maybe one song he really went on his own. But th- most of the Ace and, Paul and, and Paul's were kind of Kiss type music. Gene had a couple, but he was out there as well, which is why, for Kiss fans, when you who always say rank the four albums, just like Eddie did last week, he's like, Well, oh, that's easy. We know that what the top two are, it's always the battle for which is last.
4: Yep. Yep. And, and it's true too, because Peter really took the solo album project seriously. And he said, I'm going to do, I'm going to go to with my roots. And his roots are R and B swing soul, you know, some jazz, you know, like that, that that's his, those are his roots. He doesn't come from the same background that Paul and ACE and Gene are. He doesn't come from that. And that's, that was proven with the style of his drumming and everything. So, but I don't think a lot of people knew that obviously there wasn't the internet. There were books weren't being written about the band then. So people just think Peter, Chris, Catman, kiss. What the fuck is this? You know what I mean? And I give him, I mean, as a 49 year old man right now, I give him incredible amount of kudos for having the balls and the courage
3: to make this album. Yep. And oh. a lot of cocaine. So hell yeah. The cover. Yeah. So the
4: cover is, is from the Italian artist. Uh, he's an Italian fellow. Uh, Eraldo Caragati. uh, <laughs> I've said this before on the other solo album episodes. I believe that these are the definitive iconic images of the original four members. Uh, There might be more iconic posters or photo shoots, but these four images to me as a kiss fan are it right here. The green is just, I I love it. I I I just, I love these, these, this artwork on all these covers. And this one is just stellar. And of course he's got the love gun outfit, Because he's got the bandolier around his neck and the the green tinting is just spectacular.
3: So one of the things I want to say is Peter, of all the members, maybe Gene, second, has had the most transformation of his makeup. So you you can look at it and look, what's his face on the debut? What's his face on this? What's his face on Destroyer versus uh, Dynasty and all that other stuff. But when you look at this, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure if I have a better image of Peter Chris looking cooler.
4: I agree. And and that's and the thing too that I love about this that's not like the other uh images is his head is down and he's looking up. Yep. It's not it's not a it's not a portrait of him looking into the camera like Ace and the other ones. He's 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 got he's almost got like a scowl which kind of fits his personality, which is kind of awesome to begin with. And then he's just looking up. It's just, it's, and the green is just, I mean, I love the color green to begin with. It's just incredible.
3: Just even the makeup itself, the silver tip nose, the red on the thing, the stripes are done perfectly. The eyes are done perfectly and his hair. Yep. So recently somebody, I'm not going to mention it, put a photo up of, (laughs) like a 2004 version of making love and a new version of making oh love. Boy. You know, on it's yeah, like I think it is, here's our little friend Eric singer Oof. and the make and and then there was another photo of him with uh Charlie and Charlie yep and then you see Eric Singer someone's like is that that's not real look at his face and his hairdo yep and then look at this yep and, I agree it's, <laughs> it, it it's incredible the makeup works on his face and the yep. shape and his hair in this looks fine it's decent it looks cool it's not the bad wig he started wearing in 96 and it's not the fucking horrendous shit that fucking eric is wearing now
4: and it and the cool thing about this portrait too is that there's a couple little tints of the uh the the, the salt and pepper the silver too which looked badass during that destroyer love gun area. Kind of a couple little little silvery kind of highlights there that he has. But yeah, near the front. if
3: you look at the right side near yep. his eye, you yep. can kind of see it a little bit. That's fucking awesome. Anyways, yep. I think that's great. You wanted to mention one other fact, Tom?
4: Yeah, so they're famous for uh, the backs of the albums are all uniform. Well, the front and the back are all uniform, and the, and in each album they thank the other members. They, they you know so Peter thanks uh, Ace. Paul and Gene, but his is the only one where he thanks an extra person. Um, and he thanks a gentleman by the name of Michael Benvenga. Excuse me if I'm pronouncing that wrong. And that was one of his old bandmates from Chelsea, yes. his band his band that he was in before Kiss. So I thought that was kind of unique. I mean, Peter kind of going out of his way to thank somebody other uh, than the than the three original members that were in KISS. I thought that was kind of unique. And I remember when I got the album, I'm like, what the fuck is this guy? This guy ain't in KISS. Michael Benvenga <laughs> uh,
3: Yeah. So, Tom, like the other albums, this was released in 1978, September 18th. Mm-hmm. Of the four albums, this charted uh, at number 43, which was the lowest charting, but that's still not bad. It's now Platinum. I think they were shipped Platinum regardless. Oh my god. It's produced by Vinny Poncia who uh, we all know went on to produce a couple different Kiss albums after this uh, Dynasty and, Un- and Unmasked. Uh, the other aspect of this is it's funny because and again I don't want to get into too much facts of all the albums but it is true. They kept shipping these things out and people were talking about going into stores and seeing like all this kiss shit everywhere but in a sense because all that kiss shit was seen everywhere people are like this ain't selling this is everywhere
4: exactly yep it's kind of like it's kind of like anybody out there that goes to a walmart yeah and if you look for walmart vinyl there's seven million copies of adele's album and yeah. I swear to god, I don't know what the hell's up with that, but it reminds me when I hear this story, I'm like, oh yeah, we'll buy two million of those and then a million of them sit on the shelves or whatever. You know what I mean? Wasn't there yeah. was like some punchline with the solo albums, like, oh yeah, we uh they shipped platinum and they were returned double platinum or something <laughs> like, like <laughs> something like
3: that. Yeah, basically, right? Uh the that and that's the part of the problem with the uh the the solo albums. Now, there's a lot of parts in here that I got my info from Peter's book, which I okay. love. I think it's yeah, yeah. one of my favorite, if not my favorite, Makeup yep. to Breakup. And yep. uh, this is what he has to say about this. In retrospect, doing the solo albums probably put the final nail in the coffin of the band. Yep. From the start, Sean, being Delaney, uh, was against it. He thought there'd be winners and losers. Then that would be the demise of kiss. Sean's idea though, was we should each back the others on the solo albums. How fucking cool would that have been?
4: That would have been insane. Yep. I agree. It would
2: have been nuts.
3: Yeah. So that was one of the things I found interesting about Peter's book. Now we mentioned that Vinnie Poncier was the producer of this. Yep. However, this was a complete clusterfuck Because This is Sean Delaney's comment from Behind the Mask Oh
4: my god Yeah, the go-to book for any album review
3: In the band, Peter, Chris, and I were best friends I absolutely loved Peter's voice I've been writing songs for Peter's solo album He told me You're the only one who understands my voice You are my Svengali Then one day, Peter comes back From this big meeting with Glenn Johns Glenn Johns, the famous producer who worked on the Eagles' first few albums. Uh, yep. He's worked with uh, Zeppelin, The Who, yep. Faces, and, uh, and Rod Stewart. But he was turned down flat. The tape that Peter had songs done by him and Stan Pendridge was, was so bad. Peter comes back to me now and says, Sean, would you produce my album? I said, well, I can't. Gene asked me. And I made an agreement with him. Peter gets all pissed off. No. This is great. Then I I went to Gene and told him that Peter's having problems now because his demo tapes are pure shit. And (laughs) Glenn John just turned him down. Gene just didn't want any kind of publicity like that out there. I told him, if I get your permission, I can go into the studio and do a demo tape of some of Peter's songs. That'll help him get a producer. Gene said, oh, yes, yes. Uh, Gene gives me permission to go to the studio and work with Peter So I get my guys together And we go to Electric Lady Studios I have some of the most important musicians uh, Musos in the studio Sitting there and Peter's late Finally Peter gives me a call and says I'll be there in a couple hours I said well you just get your ass down here as quickly as possible So one of the students started recording Those were my songs So I started recording I Can't Stop the Rain, It Rock Me Baby And there were two others So Peter gets in. I'm playing all the stuff that we've done back to him. He said to these guys, fellas, I really want to thank you. I really appreciate you coming and doing this. And I want to know that the work is going to be given a real producer, and they're going to really do it right. These guys are literally almost walking out of the studio. I'm running around trying to show, and I'm trying to their anger. I'll calm everybody back down. Part of I can't stop the rain is my voice. With Peter and I, it was always a very intimate thing when we did vocals. He'd sit there on a stool, and I'd sit on a stool with him. He'd sing to me. we get through those songs, I'm getting ready to start mixing them, and Peter and I get into a big argument. I tell him to go fuck himself. I said, in fact, man, these are my songs. Screw you. I paid for the session and went about my business doing Gene's solo album. After the albums were done, Gene's was the first one completed. I can't say under budget. Because there was no budget. Each of the guys on his own studio albums was responsible for the bill of their solo album. They weren't given a budget by Casablanca. Then one day, I got a phone call at 3 o'clock in the morning from Howard Marks, Glickman Marks Company. He wants to know the names of the musicians that were used on Peter's solo album. I said, why don't you call the producer? I don't know who they used. He then starts listing off the songs that I had done. Two that I had written and another one called Easy Thing." Which I had totally redone. I said to Howard, what do you mean my shits on his solo album? He said, well, Sean, let's put it this way. Do you want me to tell Neil Bogart that you are the one person stopping the solo albums from release, costing him millions of dollars? How do you think he's going to feel about your upcoming solo album now? So I was blackmailed at the releasing those songs. They used three of my songs. They used them because they couldn't do them any better.
4: I'm telling you right now, there is no other solo album story like that one. That's fucking incredible. That is incredible.
3: This is the kind of shit that I I, I listen to Paul. Like, Peter is just, when he feels insecure about, I'm not stupid, I'm smart. He's fucking Fredo. Yeah, that it's just Mickey Mouse, him and his dork friend, Stan Penridge Farms, like always coming up with shit. And it's like Paul thinks it's not up to snuff. Yep. However, this is Peter's account from his book. When it was time to break away and do the albums, Sean got depressed because he found out he wasn't going to produce mine.
4: Oh, my God.
3: <laughs> I got together with Sean Penderich and worked on some new songs for the album. Stan and I would often get together and write when we were on breaks and touring. I decided I want to use Giorgio Moroder to produce. He had done a lot of work with Casablanca at the time, and he would go on to do the music for Scarface. Awesome soundtrack. He turned me down because he didn't like the demos that Stan and I had done. So then I tried Tom Dowd, who was Rod Stewart's producer. I think. I wonder if he's fucking that up and thinking he's trying to say Glenn Johns. He's totally fucking it up. Of course he is. Tom was in Mexico at the time, and the message he got was a Mister Christ wanted to talk to him about producing (laughs) his album. Mister (laughs) Christ. I'm, like, he cleared up the confusion, got back to me. It was too late. So I went back to Sean, but he had already committed to producing Gene's album. So I got pissed off. Uh, <laughs> it's a shame Sean and I didn't work together on that album. He had a miserable time working with Gene. And I wound up hiring Vinnie Ponce here to produce me. Anyways, I thought I'd read that part because i find that shit fucking Hilarious!
4: Oh, it's awesome, and there's other stuff from Behind the Mask too. Uh, Peter's got another quote. He said, "When it came to the solo, I'm like, it, it. It ended up being who's going to have the best album, who's going to outsell whose album. That's when the ego, the cancer, comes in. I would be surrounded by people who would say you 'You don't need those fucking jerks. Listen to how good that song is.'
3: Hanger-ons, and that's the yeah. problem they all had.
4: And one of the best things about the Behind the Mask book is when they cover the albums. Each band member rates the albums with stars. This Pisses me off so badly when we when we talk because every album review we go to we go to behind the uh, the mask and we talk about the like oh I give this one star I give this five stars so of course Peter says I'd give mine a five <laughs> of course can't blame him but he does say I give them all a five because they all
3: work their ass
4: off exactly exactly Ace I give Peter's a three <laughs> and then two of the worst comments I've ever heard right here Paul now this book was written in hold on a second this was okay so this book was written in 2003 2003 paul said i think peter's record summed up a lot about what was a problem ultimately with the band that album i just don't get i can't give it any stars but 20 years from now i'm gonna make soul station yeah
3: Yeah. really paul but but if you go to the box set yep go ahead All right, so they always have a little blurb of every song. On This one is on Don't Let Me Down. Paul talks about Peter's song. He writes, It's all the ingredients in any recipe that makes it what it is, though some of the components may seem a little bit obvious or necessary. That being said, it's clear listening to this track that Peter's Roots very much steeped in Benny King, the drifters as much as anything else. I think it is a great indication of music that Peter was most comfortable with in some strange way. It was part of the uniqueness that he brought to the band. Clearly though, his style would have little place with the fans. It's the most subtle influence that helped make kiss what it is, what it is and was. So which that one was is two? It?
4: That was two years. The box that came out in 2001. This book was written two years later.
3: Right. One is on the ins, one is on the outs. Exactly,
4: and then another ridiculous comment here is Gene zero <laughs> out of all the records that we've ever done solo or as a group. I th- this is amazing because this is so. Gene's a smart guy, so the, the, a comment like it's this from unnecessary. him unnecessary. But it's not even it's not even that it's unnecessary. It's really stunning the the lack of insight that Gene has because he's so smart. He says. I think that one showed that the guy behind it didn't have a clue, not only about songwriting, but about direction in who he is. Ironically enough, Peter, although he really can't sing, he's tone deaf. The actual straight tone that comes out of his mouth is probably my favorite out of all of us, that whiskey voice, but he can't control it. First of all, he's tone deaf. What the fuck are you talking about? Second of all, showed that the one guy didn't have a clue This album shows the most clue out of any of them, but you just don't like it because it's not your style of music.
3: Dude, if anybody doesn't have a fucking clue, it's the guy that wants to put Rin Tin Tin on an album. Exactly. And have fucking Peg Bundy sing background vocals (laughs) on one of his songs. Yes. Right. Or Helen Reddy on his albums.
4: Yeah, yeah, that guy has a clue. That guy has a clue, right? Right, exactly.
3: But it's unnecessary. Why do you have to go out of your way to be as mean and insulting? Or he can't sing, he's tone deaf. Why do you have to fucking say that? Dude, he has sung on your like biggest fucking songs. And and you're telling everybody, yeah, he he doesn't know how to sing. I, I don't mean,
4: understand. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm not
3: i I'm not an expert here, but he can't sing, he's tone-deaf. He can't control his voice. Well, what the fuck did he do on those two songs? I don't that's Best what I'm saying. And, uh black diamond, at least. I mean, I understand everybody's got an opinion, but when your opinion is this, that's just fucked up. I just
4: don't I I don't get it. I don't at get it at some
3: point. You've got to face this person. You have to do business with this person. How do you fucking look at somebody and say something that blatantly, unnecessarily mean?
4: And then the other unique thing about the Peter Chris solo album, it's now in Behind the Mask. Every album in chronological order is broken down with every song in track listing order. Yeah, the Peter Chris solo album is the only album in the entire Kiss catalog that's in this book that has only one song. Yeah, it does not have all all the tracks, and I don't get that at all. It has "You Matter to Me," and we'll cover that when we get to the songs. I was shocked when I opened up this book. I'm like, they only brought they only talk about one of his songs, and you gotta believe that that's Paul and Gene behind that, even though Paul and Gene didn't
3: write the book. It's like instead of being the bigger and better people who have a bigger and better career right now. Let's throw him a bone. Right. They fucking pile on. Yeah. It's it's yeah.
4: It's I mean, as a Peter fan, it's frustrating. I mean, Paul, I can't Paul. I Paul says I can't even give it any stars. I just don't get it. Gene zero. The guy's
3: tone deaf. Uh, Just I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got into a lot of the other information Let's get to the actual album and the songs. And uh Tom there's no other way to start this but with this. <laughs>
4: I'm Gonna Love You, one of the all-time great opening lyrics to any song, any Kiss song, just fan-fucking-tastic. Now, let's start off this. I'm I'm sure you'll have something similar to say, but we're we're into the album now. We're into the music. I enjoy this kind of music. I like R&B. I like soul. I like uh, music that has horns, stuff that's kind of jazzy and swingy. I grew up with that. I mean, for Christ's sake, both of my grandfathers were professional musicians that played saxophones in bands. That was their career. And oh. I grew up listening to music. So I'm, I'm not saying that to make it sound like I'm some music genius that appreciates this album differently than somebody else, but I'm just telling you where my background is for appreciating this kind of music. I love this kind of stuff. The one thing, another thing I'll say about this album, I think the production is fucking fantastic. And the arrangements in these songs, from the horns to the drums to the keyboards to whatever the, the these are like really really well done and well arranged like r and b like soul flavored songs like very well done and I always wonder if this album came out by somebody but like if Peter Chris was never in kiss and some solo artist by the name of Peter Chris released this in nineteen seventy eight I have a feeling this album could have done something. Because I think it just taps into that type of music and it taps it in terrifically. Uh, but this song, this song's great. When the, when the horns come in on the second verse, the background vocals, it's, it's, an, it's an
3: excellent song. I'm going to love you. This is one of the songs written by Peter Chris and Stan Penridge. Penridge. So these musicians played on the first, I think, album, uh, Side A. Mm-hmm. So the bassist was Bill Bodine, guitar was Art Munson. The King of Surf Guitar, a.k.a. Dick Dale, yes. uh, gu- guitar also was Stan Penridge on this. The keys and piano were Bill Cuomo. And the horns were arranged by a guy named Tom Saviano. Mm-hmm. This was one of the many songs on this album that it was originally recorded by Lips. Yeah. And the, the thing about this was that Stan Penridge sang all these songs. He was the singer in Lips. Yep. Uh, it was actually covered by a band called Awaken on one of their albums. I'll tell you that opening lyric is so kind of like out there. I love it different. Don't let me find you. Sleeping with another man. Say that.
4: Like, what are you gonna do? So, what do you say? He's pretty much starting off his soul with a threat.
3: Yeah, catching you banging another dude. Come on. I love it. So, what the funny part about this song reminds me of, Tom, when we were at the Worcester Centrum. Yep. Um, and we were walking in and we were laughing to each other. It was just me and you.
4: Oh my and god, and I started yes. humming
3: this, and I, was, I said, Don't let me find you. And I was joking with you, and then some kid walking behind us go sleeping, sleeping with, with another, another man, like <laughs> and was, he's like, Yeah, Peter Chris solo album. I was like holy shit.
4: It was like it was like we each had like the kiss tard Wonder Twin Rings on Kiss Tard oh Unite.
3: I'll never forget that oh, moment. It Oh so funny, yeah. But I'm with you, Tom. I love this style of music. The piano. Piano, not keyboards. Yes, I piano. love that. Piano, old school, like, uh, you know, fucking brown piano you'd find in a dirty bar. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know. Yeah, like Ross. Uh, yeah. The Muppet. And there's a lot of music. Like, I can't explain it. I have this image of a lot of these songs is of a guy on the piano with his mouth open and teeth grinning and <laughs> Like. <laughs> yeah. Yep, and doing that thing that look like that Eddie Murphy look, a uh, uh, cover of Eddie Murphy on Jet on Jet Magazine. <laughs> Eddie Eddie Mary's Bush bitch, and he's like, <laughs> and he's got that look. That's what I think of a guy on the piano playing music like this. The so the backing singers, whoever they are on this, it's fantastic. So it's a running theme throughout this album: the backing vocals, the fucking callbacks always moving, and their singers are fantastic. The horns. This is a fucking 70s. Sing. I almost feel like seeing, like, the video of um, a um Celebration. Oh, the cool God. Dun, 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 dun. Pretty much, yeah. And then they're, and then they're flipping the, the trumpets but in their th- fingers. They're yep. all, right? Yep. And everyone's yep. like... <laughs> like <laughs> do, 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 it's that kind of stuff. And yeah, they're all awesome. smiling. Everyone's got a big, stupid grin. Their teeth are all out there. And everyone's on piano. It's just... Fun fucking music. Yep. And uh the guitar's decent on this. And it, okay, so here's one of the things, mind you, I love Peter's voice. So I love his voice on this. If you wanted to, this is one of the many songs on this album. If you took it and maybe had Eddie Kramer produce this and took out the pianos and the horns and added the guitar and extra fucking um kiss song killer guitar, guitar licks in there and um and guitar fills instead of trumpet. Oh, these, these songs could rock. Absolutely. Really could. Absolutely. And if you make Peter start using that raspy Peter voice and pick it up, this could be a huge rock kind of kiss song. But he put into that R&B style. Okay. It could be good two ways. Who knows? Yep. But I I, I'm a huge fan of this song. I really me like too. it. Me too. All right, Tom, you matter to me.
1: You matter to me, and that's why you still matter to me, and that's the only reason I need to get by. You still matter to me, yes, you do.
4: All right, you matter to me. So, this is kind of like the outlier on the album because it's not a ballad and it's not like a bluesy soulful kind of R&B thing. It's a, it's a disco song, I guess. And I will tell you right now. Fucking love it. I've always loved this
3: song. I know I know I don't get it.
4: But- I have always loved and I'll tell you what catch what gets me. That keyboard. That that when I when I hear this song, this is what I think of. I'm picturing the late 70s and I'm picturing being in a roller skating rink. With like a disco ball and everybody just kind of swaying, cause you're mad at to me, and you kind of just like grooving. That I just I love the song. I'm just a sucker for this. I So know you mean
3: like something like in a scene where Starsky and Hutch are uh, trying to catch this uh, this robber, but he's in a disco thing and a, a roller um yes uh, a roller rink. Der- roller rink. And there are people dancing, and the music's going in the background. There's a strobe. Yes! And they just cutting to people, like, having the song playing in the background.
4: Yep. I, I, I can Just when, when... The chorus is so goddamn catchy. It's so hooky. And that little, that little, like, synthesizer, like, you know, whatever, uh, electronic, electronic piano, whatever it is, there, I just, I love it.
3: There's that little... I, I call it the Cobra uh, one from Jerky Boys. Doo! <laughs> <There's> a, <laughs>
1: <"Wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee."
3: Yeah. laughs> like, i love there's it. Some, that little like uh melody that that pops up every once in a while yep. somebody's on the synth machine Good. and you can all like you can completely picture it very 70s song so i love it i love um it was actually the second single released from this album which by the yeah. way funny yep. tri- funny bit of trivia we didn't talk about this album
4: is the only solo album with two singles released from it. Neither charted, but he had two singles. But how, how ironic is that? The, the the solo album that gets butchered had two single releases. Yeah.
3: So the song is written, uh, You Matter To Me. The song is written by Vinnie Pontia, John Vastano, and Michael Morgan. John Vastano, I guess, was in a band called Whitewater. He was a singer-songwriter, Uh, did a lot of R&B, like white soul music, and he brought it in, and Vinnie uh, Pontia and Michael Morgan designed it for Peter, Uh, we mentioned second single release. Peter calls it a great song. It's a cool song. It's got a great feel. It's got a cool poppy feel to it. I think it's a great tune. On this, you got Peter again, bassist Bill Bodine, guitarist Art Munson, uh, aka Dick Dale, guitarist uh, Stan Penridge, and again, Bill Como on the keyboard slash piano. Another 1970s song. I almost feel like it's that, what's that fucking song called? It was in Ford Fairlane with uh, Al Bundy, booty time, booty time, oh, God. across the USA, yeah. booty time, booty yep. time. Uh, a lot of ooze in the background. Oh, totally. The backing yeah. vocals are fantastic on this. Yep,
4: yep. Right. A, a-, a nice little bit of trivia. <laughs> this song was covered by John Travolta's little brother Joey <laughs> Travolta, <laughs> <laughs> Joey Casada. Well, I was just going to say, Joey Travolta's real name is Joey Cassata,
3: So Yeah. <laughs> Joey Casada wishes he was as good-looking <laughs> as fucking John Travolta. <laughs> let's be blunt. <laughs> Peter lied and told Lydia he wrote the song for her. He didn't even write the song. Right. <laughs> and that was another thing. We didn't really get into it. Two couple things that were involved with Peter doing this album. One was the major car accident he fucked up. Oh, that's he right, Mr. Porsche. He's trying to fucking do this album afterwards, yep. and the other is he started banging his second wife, the Playboy model, and uh, leaving Lydia. So he that's had right. that going on too. So there's a yep. lot of shit going on in here. Yep. But anyways, uh, this song was also on uh, Kiss Forty Decades of Decibels album. Tom, I love it. Yeah, love it. And lastly, Tom, one other thing I wanted to add: this is the first Kiss disco song.
4: Yes, that's right. Came up because it I came was on 78,
3: right? That's right. So this is the first thing. So Paul's probably like hmm, another thing. He's jealous of Peter about imagine. Peter
4: imagine. And you'd never in a billion years hear him think that he was influenced by this. Right. Nope. Nope. Yep.
3: All right, Tom, if you had a rough sleep, play this song.
1: it all that.
4: Austin and turn cover song originally recorded by Bobby Lewis spent a ton of time at number one in 1961. Peter says, I always liked it because I have insomnia. I related to it. The, the original song is whatever it's, it's hokey. It's poppy 1960s kind of shit. I fucking love this version. I love, I can see, I can see Zeus is like, what's the matter with my co-host right now? I love this version because even Peter admits that he slowed it down. He gave it a little bit of a groove, a little bit of a swagger, and there's like that little when he's like, I couldn't sleep at all last night. And then you get the guitar. It's like, bam, 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 bam. Like it, it he just adds a little bit of like funk and soul to it. And I can't believe I'm talking about tossing and turn on Peter Chris's soul. on with this much like enthusiasm. But I, I, I love the the chorus. Like it's just hooky. It's catchy. Um, he did change a little bit of the lyrics. The original line said the clock downstairs is striking four. He changed the lyrics to three because that's his lucky number. It's the funny thing about this, and I will laugh. If you've ever seen any of the live footage from when Kiss did the Dynasty tour, and they each put in one of their solo album songs, so uh, Ace did New York Groove, Paul did Move On, Gene did Radioactive, and Peter did Tossing and Turning. Looking at like Gene and Ace, trying to like rock out to toss and turn is <laughs> fucking hilarious. It's it's, is, it is so awkward. It's it's cause it's just, it's not a kiss song. Um, But that being said, th- these kind of, these kind of hooky kind of poppy things just suck me in. I like it.
3: So tossing and turning was originally written by somebody named Richie Adams. I think in Malu Renee it was recorded by Bobby Lewis in 1960 and went number one in 1961 for seven weeks. Yep. It was on this song, the uh, the drums were Peter, the bass was Bill Bodine, the guitar is Art Munson, guitar is Stan Penridge, keys and piano, Bill Cuomo, and then Michael Carnahan does a sax solo, and you got percussions, Lenny Castro, I think of Toto, is on this.
4: There's a couple guys from Toto on this.
3: Yeah, they'll yep. be coming up. Yep. Uh, the This was a played on the Dynasty Tour, as Tom said. This is just old-school rock and roll. Yeah. You know, it's uh the uh backing singer a lot of vocals a lot of horns i like the groove the drums is pretty cool doop doop when he starts hitting the drums and getting into it the the sax solo is a little much on a kiss album you know yeah. <laughs> i'm thinking of, it's like a duran duran real fucking sax solo like yeah. in the middle of this like i don't nah but um probably they were pressed for time and i'm thinking to myself like hey we got to put another song on here well, I could do a good version of this. I like this song. I think, Peter, your voice and your groove, you can make this work. And they just threw it on here.
4: How dare you discredit this song as a throw-in? Ugh.
3: Well, they just did Then She Kissed Me. No, I they know. They just I done know. other stuff like that. So I'm thinking, you know, yeah. they're like, oh, let's get an old school song. And Peter likes it and stuff. Maybe. Know? Yeah. I don't want nine songs. I want ten. Let's just do a cover. I don't mind right.
4: that. No, you know? no. I got you.
3: So, yeah, it's, it's, ah. Eh. Don't you let me down, Tom. Baby,
1: don't you. Cheers.
4: Right. Don't you let me down. Another one of the singles that was released from this album. This is when you start to get into like just the real, like seventies, like AM gold type singer songwriter, like the stuff your mom would put on, on the, on the hi-fi, like it's, uh, but for what it is, like, I like it. It Peter sounds great. It, it, it you have to, you can't look at this and be like, that's not black diamond. It's just terrible. <laughs> Like <laughs> it's it's you have to examine it for what it is. At least that's how I look at. It. And I like, let's not rip it out. Yeah, oh, this is
2: terrible! This
1: baby.
4: I mean, his voice is great. You know, the the background vocals get a little cheesy. But you got to remember, it's 1978. Pop music was at probably its cheesy heights of all time in in 77, 78. He sounds great, and I, I, I don't. I like I like the song. He claims that it's a love letter to his playboy model that he had met prior to the recording of the album. Yeah, um, That's what he claims in, in one Second of the things. Second wife. Correct. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes.
3: So don't you let me down is another Peter Chris, Stan Penridge uh, song. Lips recorded this again with Stan singing this originally. I think it's their first single that they released was don't you let me down. Mm-hmm. The uh, musicians on this are the same as the toss and intern. And I'm not going to name them all again. And it's another 1970 perfect sounding song. Soulful R&B and stuff. Cool backing vocals with the callback. I love that song. It's like a lounge singer act. And you can have two girls behind exactly. the, 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 the the snapping the fingers and, and doing that stuff. Exactly. Uh, and he, he does a pretty decent version when he does it live. He did it in his last concert he did in New York. You can catch that on YouTube. And I believe he, I think he played this at Creatures Fest, didn't he?
4: I think so. I think so. We should probably remember that, but I think we're in line waiting to see fucking Vinnie Vincent by the time we...
3: Yeah, and he was, like, clipping on that thing. He had that little yep. hand... Uh, what do you call those things? <laughs> Canopies? Ca- Canopies! Ca- castanets! Oh, I know. Canopies? That's a rich cracker and it's chopped liver. <laughs> uh <laughs> What the fuck? He's playing his canopies. His can- <laughs> uh, but it's a it's a lounge type song. And then he for for the last ten minutes on the song In down, down, oh yeah, down, falling And it doesn't down. end. An <laughs> old man falling. There's a reason to kick an old man down a flat <laughs> of stairs. Just don't do it. Uh, this made it onto Icons and uh, Kiss Gold as compilations. Yep. Yep. I like the song. I really yeah. do. Yeah, if you too. like Peter and you like his soulfulness, uh, I, I think he does a great job of this doing this live. So, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know what sh- you know what kind of sugar Papa likes. <laughs>
4: That's the kind of sugar Papa likes. We always used to like laugh at this song title, yep. which ironically apparently came from a line from a Humphrey Bogart film. The 1940, the treasure of the Sierra Madre. Yeah. Good movie. Uh, which is pretty cool. Whenever I hear this song, I, I think of Kiss in Attack of a Phantoms because this is one of the songs that's played during like some chase scene or fight scene. Yeah. I love this song. Great vibe. I love when it gets to the chorus, the drums have like a little bit of a shuffle groove to it. Uh, This is the kind of stuff that like, you can tell that he's passionate about it because he does it so well. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think this is, this is a great song. It has a, it has a really cool vibe. It's got, it's got, the the poppiness, but it also has some of that soulfulness, too. So I, I can't think he's kind of checking off all the boxes on this one. Um, very cool. The drums, I think, are awesome in this. And, you know, they get the background vocals and stuff. Very cool tuned.
3: So that's the kind of Sugar Papa likes. Another Peter Criss, Dan Pendridge song. The same uh, musicians on this, except Steve Lukather plays on this, Tom.
4: Who's a legitimately, like, awesome guitarist.
3: Yeah, and uh, he does a pretty good solo on this. I really enjoyed it. Very good. Yep. Yeah. You you already mentioned the uh movie, the Humphrey Bogart movie. It's another lip song that Stan sang originally. I always liked the song in the drums and the guitar. It's a fun fucking song. I know exactly. the title is kind of cheesy, but anu- again, more great backing vocals. And I love the part where Peter goes and find somebody that will
1: love me right.
3: And he raises his voice and does. That's the Peter Screech from... You know, Nothing to Lose, Black Diamond, Baby Driver. I fucking love that Peter shit. Yep. Um, and the, as I said, the solo is very melodic. And then the outro, Peter's wailing again, a la Nothing to Lose, Black Diamond stuff. This yep. one is also on Icon, the compilation album. Uh, let's uh take the vinyl, Tom, and uh, put it on the other side for the next track.
1: Love, love is so hard, love is so hard to find When love is such an easy thing, such an easy thing, such an easy thing to lose When you find your love Will you know it's real When you lose it all Such an easy thing. Such an easy thing to lose. Ooh,
4: yeah. Easy thing. Now, this is one of the songs that people go to and like, oh, this album is terrible. Listen, the easy thing. I don't know. What, I mean, what can I say? It's. Again, it's more 70s AM gold. You know, it would have been at home in that era. If if I said if somebody else, if this was not Peter Chris from Kiss, this would have been a fucking top 10 hit in 1978. It would have been. It kicks in at the end. His voice yeah. is he's 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 wailing, he's passionate, he's emotional, he's pouring his heart out. I mean, is the song good? I don't know. I mean, he sounds great on it. It it's corny, it's pretty cheesy, it's late 70s cheese. But he doesn't sound bad on it. I, I don't wince when I listen to it. It's not a song that I spend a lot of time listening to on repeat. Um, but you know, it's 1978. I think Peter sounds good on it.
3: Easy thing written by Peter Chris and Stan Penridge. Uh Peter doesn't do drums on this. This is Alan Schwartzberg playing the mm-hmm. drums. Yep. The bassist is Neil Jansen Jason. Uh guitarist is Elliot Rendell. Tom, you know him? Uh no. Okay. He's the guy they said is famous for doing the guitar solo for "Fame," the song. Irene Cara, rest in Peace. rest in peace. Yep, and "Reeling in the Years" mm. by Steely Dan.
4: I did read about that. That there a lot. There was a lot of crossover in this era with those guys. A lot of those session
3: guys jumping jumping in between each other. Yeah. Yep, and a guitarist named John Tropia, guitarist Brendan Harkin, and keyboard pianist Richard Gerstein. Uh, This is covered by a punk band named Harvey Milk. Never heard of him, but uh, I knew who the politician was. Uh, The acoustic opening. A little going to California acoustic opening. Very, very much so. I like the echo in Peter's voice. Yes, the reverb's awesome. I like that. Yeah. I like when it picks up after the second verse. Yeah. I I can't think of the song, Tom. I can't think of it. It's bugging me. It's a 90s song like a grunge song off a fucking soundtrack or I can't think of it. What it reminds me of. Mm. I will get it at some point, but it fucking bugs the shit out of me. Okay. I don't know who it is, but it'll come to me. Okay. Uh, Peter's voices. When, will you really feel the love that part? I'm like, yeah, that's my Peter. And um, Sean Delaney said that he totally redid this for him. Uh, This is also on Icons as a compilation track. Uh, Again, I used to laugh at this and be like, this is fucking putrid. Then I started listening to it more and giving it a chance. And then I realized this is a fucking decent, good song. Yep. Just like I said, the two songs from The Elder that we would laugh. But if you put it in context and put it in a Broadway play and not tell people this is a song by Kiss about the fucking Elder and this people would be like okay yeah that was a that was interesting the melody works you the guy singing it does a great job like same thing with this yep take it out of fucking whatever give it to andy gibb in that time period perfect see what he could exactly yep right that's right yep so all right tom let's pick it up a little bit let's go to the next track
4: me baby absolutely killer song when this when this song kicks in the horns the piano i fucking i mean you can't help but just get into the groove of this song his voice is incredible the the band is going insane it, this is such a kick-ass like this is like bar like bar band music shit almost like bob seger-ish ah, style ah yeah. i have it right here
3: Imagine Seeger doing this.
4: Who I, ab- who I absolutely love, Bob Seeger, one of my all-time favorites. Love that guy. I could totally see, it. and he's got that whiskey raspy voice himself. Yep. Would have been a killer song. Um, yeah, this is definitely a standout track. The, 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 when Peter's doing this type of stuff, I understand there's a lot of ballads, a lot of soft rock on here. But when he's doing these kinds of things, where he's throwing the horns and the piano and really singing his heart out, he just he just hits it out of
3: the park for me. Rock me, baby. Another one of Sean Delaney's imprints on this band, written yep. by Sean. Yep. So this is one of the songs. Like he's like, okay, let me help Peter out. Oh, I just wish he stayed with the band more. I know. Ah, uh, the impact he could have had. Yep. On this band. Yep. Um, on the drums is Alan Schwartzberg, bass Neil Jason, guitar John Tropia, and keys, piano Richard Gerstein. Uh, Peter says that. Him and his backup singers got loaded on champagne, put their arms around each other and sang their hearts out.
4: I can believe it. That's what it sounds like.
3: Okay. I can picture them now. There's nobody in Kiss at that time, other than Peter Chris, that would have that much personality that could do something like this. Totally. Oh Did yeah, you right. picture Gene letting nope. loose and hams around somebody singing? First of all, can you picture Paul letting his guard down? No. What about me? I could put a <laughs> couple bottles of champagne down. Dude, I'll put my arm around a light post that don't matter. Dude, Ace putting his hands around people and trying to sing and dance, he would fucking wipe out and take about three or four people down with him. Oh, fuck! <laughs> That's why he has a song called Wiped Out on his solo album. Oh shit, I was feeling wiped out. <laughs> um, I love that. It it just I can so picture Peter doing that. Yep. And this song is just like you said, perfect for Bob Seeger. So you take out the horns a little bit, put a little more guitar into this. This song could really rock on a kiss album. Yep. But I can like both versions of the two different types yeah. of songs. Yep. Uh, this is on best of solo albums, Tom Yes, it is The horns, the piano, the groove uh, The Peter vocals uh, Song is really jumping, I had And there's a lot of fun guitar on this The solo is pretty cool on this as well
4: Yep, yep, good song all around
3: Yeah Let's go to the next track
1: the girl goodbye it's time for me to fly
2: wipe her tears away I'll be home someday baby
1: so baby please wait for me don't want no one to take my place you're the one and that's the way love should be we've been apart so many times before one more time we'll change things i'll in love you more
4: kiss the girl goodbye um maybe this is peter's last uh, solo album version of like beth very beth-ish Um, it's got the, you know, the acoustic stuff. It's, you know, it's a, it's a pretty song. If I can use that word. Um, Peter says the song has doubled as a bittersweet love letter to his first wife, Lydia. And, you know, when he's saying kiss the girl, goodbye, kiss the band, kiss the girl, goodbye. Who knows? Is he that Ah. smart? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, but again, it's, it's, it's what he's trying to do in 1978. It's not Kiss, but it's a very well-done song. It's an acoustic ballad. You know, it's it's like a going to California. It's like a Beth or whatever. It's it's a very well-arranged song, as I said at the beginning. These songs are all very well put together.
3: Kiss the Girl Goodbye, another Peter Chris Stan Penridge Farm uh, song. Uh, Stan plays guitar on this and Peter the Percussions. It's an acoustic song, as you said, of, very going to california a singer songwriter type of song. It's kind of short. It's like under three minutes, two minutes and forty eight seconds. I think.
2: Yep. Yep. Uh,
3: again, another song that kind of grew on me. Uh, it just me too. If this is thrown in the middle of rock and roll, over yeah, you'd be like, "What the fuck is this?" But on a Peter Chris solo album, I get it. Yep. Agreed. Let's go to the next track.
1: Oh, the because... call
4: So the last of the real killer R&B flavored kind of rocker tunes uh, hooked on rock and roll. Love this one. Another well done. Great, great chorus. Obviously got that awesome line about being vaccinated with a Victrola and needle. I mean, who the hell's writing that? Um, Really cool stuff. Great background vocal. Steve Lukather has another guitar solo. Just a really, really cool song. I mean, very, very cool song. Great vibe you could tell that Peter is just very, very skilled at putting these kinds of songs together. And I I just, I love this one. It was originally a lips song. It's kind of remade and reworked to what, for what we have here, but just, yeah, Peter's Peter's Peter knocks out of the park with these. He does a great job. This is another good one.
3: All right. Hooked on rock and roll. Peter, Chris, Stan Penridge drums are Peter bass is Bill Brody. Again, Bodine, excuse me, guitar, Art Munson, Stan Penridge, And the solo Steve Lukather, as you said, back to Bill Cuomo on the keyboard piano and baritone saxophone, Michael Carnahan, I think Uh, Peter calls this his biographical song. It's brilliant. He says the whole things about my life. (laughs) <laughs> uh, another lip song sung originally by Stan Penridge The song rocks It's old school rock Very yep. cool It's it's funny because I can totally picture this Having gone to my, my kids' chorus con- uh, band concerts for three years Thank god she stopped uh, but, <laughs> and, and she plays sax in a band And I've seen these type of songs done by the conductor Who thinks he's like fucking rocking out to Metallica or something But like, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, getting into it I can totally picture this, and uh, as we were listening, as I picked up my kid from school today, Tom, I was very proud to tell you to tell me that. Oh, that's a baritone sax, Dad. I'm like, oh, nice. That? And I All looked, right. on the, and when I looked and did the notes on this, I'm like, it says actual baritone sax, nice. Michael, whatever his name, I'm like, oh, fuck, she, dude, I can't even pick out a bass in, in some songs, and she's got an ear for that. And I love that part when it picks up Tom and he goes, Mama told me long oh, ago. So good. Ain't no future in that rock and roll. I, I I can't tell you. It's just a fun song. Yeah, it's a good song. This is a very Kiss-like song. This could have worked easily on a Kiss album. Put a, Take the horns out. All those guitar that's going on in this. Yep. Take the horns and put the guitar fills in instead of the horns. It fucking works. Yep, agreed. Um, And I like the outro. It's really rocking. Yep. Let's go to the last track.
2: This is New York. Yo.
4: Can't Stop the Rain. It really an incredible ballad by Peter here. Vocals just off the rails here. I mean, again, is it corny? Is it cheesy? Is it late 70s AM gold cliche? Yes, yes, yes. But he nails it. It's just it's a very he just does a great job. And you have to when we look at these albums, we're not looking at through the lens of 2022 or kiss alive Two or whatever you looking at it through what 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 is in front of us it is what it is it's a well done ballad peter again his voice just kicks ass on these types of songs you really hear that soulfulness that he that he provides it's this of the ballads is probably the best one in my book on the album
3: last track here i can't stop the rain written by sean delaney Drums, Alan Schwartzberg, Neil Jason on the bass, Elliot Randall, guitar, John Tropia guitar, piano keys, Richard Dursty. Sean Delaney writes good songs.
4: Absolutely, he does. You, you, yes. If
3: you fucking just did a Sean Delaney mix of songs, yep, you're going to be sitting there going, holy shit. Yep. That's a fucking great compilation. Yep. The whole famous, well, at least to Kiss Tards, it's famous. Hey, this is New York. I love it. Yo. Love it. Fucking I, I, like an earworm. Like, why is it in there? Yep. It's a fucking beautiful song. Yep. In my opinion. Nice piano opening. And there's a little whispering going on in there in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then a cold wind came calling and that pickup. You know what I'm talking about. And then the I piano love, starts going. He, Peter's
2: phrasing.
3: I've never ever thought about Peter and any of that stuff. His phrasing of the words in the yep. lyrics to go with the piano is fucking awesome, especially the drums in the music when they pick up from that then a cold wind came calling. Yep. The chorus is fan fucking fantastic. It's, it's awesome. And that's all Sean Delaney, uh especially when he says lightning and then boom that that part in the song goes stacks across the sky. Yep. Oh, my God, it's a beautiful guitar solo. What a way to end this album.
4: Yeah, I can't believe that we just went through 10 songs and gushed over the Peter Chris solo. I knew we would, but I just love that we did. Final thoughts. This is probably the first time since the album came out that I spent an extended period of time with the album. Um, I You know, I have Kiss playlists. I have Kiss shuffle. I'll, you know, song will come on. It's usually the same ones I listen to. But spending a long time with this album and really listening to every song from start to finish, uh, it, it's a, it's it, it, it's not a Kiss album, but as a Peter Chris album, it's fucking awesome. Love it.
3: I'll tell you. Same thing. I've always listened to it. I've always liked it. Peter's my favorite guy. I can listen to this whole album. I don't dislike the 10th song on this nope. album. There's no skips, which is rare. Because it's a mood album. Yep. So uh, we, we talked about it when we reviewed um, your Rush album. You can put that on. You can put Dark Side of the Moon. You can listen to the whole album through. Automatic for the people. I, I can put the album on. I don't. I can just leave it on. Do whatever I'm doing and have the album on. Same thing with this. There's always something that annoys me on a Kiss album. Yeah, there's nothing on this that really bugs me. Yep. Okay. There's songs that are better than others, but for me, I like it because I'm in the mood to listen to shit. So I'm not going from God of Thunder live on a live two to uh kiss the girl goodbye. So right. I, I to me it works. I, I fucking hate the hate that this album gets. I I can hold two thoughts in my head. I can love the band kiss and love stuff that don't very much sound like kiss. It's okay.
4: Agreed. I'm I'm with you. I agree. Yep.
3: So Tom, we haven't done this in quite some time, but I think what we do next is we rank the songs. That is correct. Okay. 10 songs. Do you want to go first or should I? This is your guy. You go first. Okay. Number 10. Kiss the 10th song. Goodbye.
4: Oh, all right. My number 10.
3: Love. <laughs> love you, is so. Number if you, 10. If you stop like after his love is so. His love. It almost sounds like she'll be expecting <laughs> you.
2: <laughs> love.
1: Exactly. I, I, I thought you were
3: going. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Easy
4: bang. Not to be confused with the Snoop Dogg version. <laughs> easy motherfucking thing.
3: We're back now at the jack off of these. Easy dick. <laughs> Nothing but an easy thing. Fat dick the slumps you across your fat ass.
4: <laughs> DJ Easy, <E's> Z-Dick. <laughs> We're going to have Trotsky on the episode for ARC. We do doggy style.
3: Yeah, Snoop Doggy Dog. Snoop Doggy Dog. Well, number nine for me, Tom, is... Uh, tossing salad in turn oh oh man Again, I, i'm going to reiterate go ahead i don't dislike any of these songs right right so you know, i'm just not enamored with these right that's i got you yeah number nine
4: is is kiss my ass goodbye <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's a good song by LA Guns. Kiss my love. Goodbye.
4: LA Guns are not bad. We make fun of a lot of those bands from the 80s, but LA Guns are good.
3: No, LA Guns does not fit in the. No, I oh, got <laughs> a uh, Warren sixth album. Oh, yuck. No, it doesn't. Um, Number eight, Tom. I've said this several times to you in our lives. Several. You've said it several. <laughs> Put down several. I've got several years of experience. <laughs> Tom, you matter to me.
1: Oh, oh, come
4: on. Oh, you're hurting me. And that's why.
3: You know what? That's that's a perfect segue into
4: my number eight, because you know what you just did? I was was hoping I was going to have to say, don't you let me down. Oh, but you did. That's my number eight. All
2: right.
3: Okay. For me, number seven, uh, you've already picked this. uh, And that is easy thing for me. I love when it picks up.
4: Yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Number seven is uh, I Can't Stop the Rain.
1: No! Now, now,
4: now, now, I will reiterate what you said. I like this album. I like the this album. I. The way from you Nova, were
3: gushing over this song, I thought I know. you would have it at the top.
4: Nope. My, I will say this my one through six. This is so weird to think that the Peter Chris solo album is yeah. hard to rank.
3: <laughs> because a lot of songs are kind of similar and you like them. Yeah. And you're like, okay. Yep. Um, number six for me. Uh don't you let me down. Don't you let me down. Number six for me is hooked
4: on rock and roll. I know. I and I love this song. I, I think I, I that could easily be number one. I'm I'm totally serious.
3: Number five for me, I'm gonna love you.
4: Wow. I that might was my prediction for your number one. Wow. Number five is that's the kind of sugar <laughs> your mama likes.
3: <laughs> mama? Joe Mana, Joe Mana Yo, here. Joe Mana, <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> All right, we're up to number four for me. And I believe I have the same thing. That's the kind of sugar that Papa likes.
4: So you have that at four. All right, yep. my number four is Rock Me Amadeus, baby. <laughs>
3: Amadeus Amadeus. Amadeus, Amadeus, Amadeus. That's my number three. All right. All right. <laughs> my number three is don't
4: let me find you sleeping with <laughs> another man. I'm gonna love you. Number three. Ugh. You know what my number one and two are, and it's and, and people are gonna be like, How the fuck is this your one and your two?
3: Uh, number two is hooked on rock and roll.
4: Yep. Number two for me is tossing salad. <laughs>
3: I don't want to be the toss salad man. <laughs> the first thing I do is make him toss my salad. Oh, number one. One of my favorite ballads. One of my favorite Kiss songs. I can't stop the rain. Wow, that's your number one.
4: Yes, Tom. What wow, that is
3: now? That is a surprise. I would have never. When ever- we started this podcast, yeah, it would never be number one for, on this album. Okay, but over time. Us doing like lists and things like that. Yeah. I don't know. I find I find brilliance in it. All right. And I think it's because Sean Delaney wrote this song. Yeah. And he knew what Peter could do. Yeah. And he set this thing up for him. Yeah. My number one is the
4: outlier on this album. It's the disco track. It's you matter to me. I've I've always loved this song.
3: I don't get it. I don't I, get I, why I, you like this so much. Just
4: because I like the disco pop flavor of it. It sticks out because no Woo. other song is. Yeah, we, you know, I, I, it's just, I don't know, it's fun. It's well, fun. Tom,
3: well, Tom <laughs> doesn't sound like you're doing any fun <laughs> over there sound with, like... with the Peter Chris album. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in
4: addition to the uh, number of women in the Niagara <laughs> Falls area,
3: <laughs> number of cars you've smashed in the area, <laughs> uh, we are now we're going to be ranking our 18th Kiss album. Uh, that's insane. Okay, Tom. So we're going to list what we've done for album covers. Since we only do this every several months, why don't you tell everybody what your album ranking for the covers are?
4: Okay. So we've done 17 albums so far. Correct. So starting from the bottom, album covers, Animalize, Crazy Nights, Monster, Asylum, Music from the Elder, Revenge, Hot in the Shade, Psycho Circus, Unmasked, Paul Stanley, (laughs) Kiss, Dress to Kill, Ace Frehley, Gene Simmons, Creatures of the Night, Rock and Roll Over, and Love Gun. All right, Peter Chris. All right. (laughs) Um, I've said it before. I love, love, love the solo albums. And uh, I especially love this one. The green just sticks out for me. I love it. Where does it fall here? Ooh, this is so tough, but is it really that tough? I'm putting it at number five. It's going right above ACE. It's going right above ACE and right below gene. Wow. Yeah. I just, just because I love, I just love the, I love the look on his face, the way he's looking down and his eyes are up. He's got the love gun bandolier. The green tint is just fucking awesome. I love it. Love it. Love it. So, yeah, so my four, five, and six are all solo albums. Paul got oh. bounced down a little bit due to uh, dress to kill in the debut album, but I got yeah, Gene at four, Peter at five, ace at six. So
3: so Peter Paul's who's a fantastic album cover. Yeah, exactly. Is, is number four for you out, out of
4: those. Out of the yeah, which is kind of ridiculous because they're all awesome.
3: Yep. Yeah. So Tom, for me, okay, I'm going from the bottom, album covers animalized we're both the same there at least yeah but then it's a little different music from the elder hot in the shade unmasked psycho circus revenge monster crazy nights asylum paul stanley is number eight kiss debut album ace friley creatures of the night dressed to kill gene simmons and love gun and then rock and roll over so me and you, I'm noticing "Rock and Roll" over in "Love Gun." I haven't switched with you. Yep. All right. So I'm like you. Paul is the least. Uh, he's number four for me on the soul albums, and I love that album cover.
4: Yeah, it's kind of, it's hard to rank them. It's, it's weird. So
3: I've got to go by. Is Peter or Ace? He's not. Peter is not better than Gene. Okay. No. 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 So the thing is. Here's
4: Ace. why Peter is better than Ace. I'll tell okay. you why because Ace curious.
3: looks because Ace has that ah, face, but Ace actually looks like he's a handsome man in that photo, and he's not a handsome man.
4: I'm telling you the Peter scowl is what tips it off with the green. T- it just it's, it's 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 the closest to coming to be. And nothing's going to be Gene, but if something was, it would be Peter All Solo. Right.
3: So here's what I'm thinking. On Ace's side, Ace actually looks normal and looks like a good-looking guy, and it's a fucking cool cover. -hmm. Okay. He doesn't look like he's looking to the left when everyone's looking to the right. Right. It's dead on. Yep. But the thing is, there's not many fucking iconic, really that cool photos of Peter. Right. And this is great. I love the green on this. Yeah. And he's my guy. Yeah. So I am putting this just below Creatures of the Night, but ahead of Ace at six.
4: Oh, wow. So I have it ranked higher than, okay.
3: Yeah, uh All Tom, right. I have dressed to kill in my top five. You have it just underneath and is number seven. Yep. I have it number four. Yep. So that's what the difference is. But other than that, we'd have the same ones in there, really.
4: So let me ask you this real quick. Why do we both have Paul Lat? We both love Paul. I love purple is my favorite color. So honestly, it's my favorite color.
3: Why why I don't is it because just because we're, we're la- sh- straight men? Uh, <laughs> I mean, is that in- politically incorrect? What the hell does that
2: have? <laughs> like, it's like I'm
3: not attracted to him. But if I was a female, I could say, wow, Paul looks great there. Yeah. Paul's the stud lead singer, the sex symbol. To me, I don't look at them for sex symbol, but somebody uh, else might. No,
4: nah, maybe you're right. Maybe the Paul cover is a little bit like, ooh, darling. I want to make love. I think
3: Paul looks great in it. He does. But I will say, has anybody ever said, oh,
4: dude,
3: Ace freely looks
4: hot? Plenty of people say it. Let me give you a couple names. Or
3: even Peter. Like they're not known Dude, for this. Peter their is
4: not what you would call a handsome man. None no, of them he's are. An
3: ab- but Peter's not an awkward looking man.
4: He oh, he was never good looking.
3: Okay, but he's not awkward looking. He's not so a you strange co- looking man. Well,
4: you, you compare him to the mongoloid man Ace. <laughs> Can I say that? Ace, Can I say that? I don't <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Did, wasn't <laughs> so, Didn't no, didn't it was somebody Peter write about di- Peter, Peter thought he was <laughs> Asian No, he thought he was from Mongolia or <laughs> Yeah, something.
2: exactly <laughs>
3: But Gene Simmons is a weird looking man Yes He's strange looking Like exotic looking Big like, A toxic force field <laughs> Like, okay Paul is a decent looking man Right Okay, in his heyday Not crooked man now and again, we're two straight guys talking about other people's looks. Who the fuck are we? But Peter right. looks like a normal Italian guy walking down the street. Hey, fuck yeah. off. He doesn't look weird. If you saw Peter Chris in the streets, okay, you wouldn't be like, oh, that fucking weirdo. Eh, probably not. If you saw Ace stumbling across, you'd be like, what the fuck is this guy? That guy's a weirdo. Yeah, look yeah. at him. But I, I'm telling you, I think that's, I don't know. Uh, okay,
4: <laughs> I just think it's interesting how we have the Gene, Peter, and Ace kind of grouped together, and then Paul is just down there. I also think it might be to me maybe this is like a subconscious thing calling Doctor Tom here. Uh, maybe it's just because we we see Paul. Paul is such the frontman. We're like, ah, eh, we see P- we see Paul all the time. He can go down to the bottom.
3: Like we don't see. Yeah, they're never iconic the focus images of attention.
4: Of- right, we never we don't see iconic. Like portraits of Peter and Ace, they're ever. never the
3: focal point right. of a photo shoot. Ex- exactly. This is just Ace. Yeah. This is just Peter. Right. It's, it, uh, you know, it's, Paul is always the focal.
4: Right. So maybe that's it. Ooh, darling.
3: <laughs> darling, I want to make love to you. All right,
4: All right. Let's get Let's get to the
3: difficult part now. Let's get to the good stuff. Turn oh, the boy. page, Tom. Let's get to the good stuff. All, All right. right. Album rankings. Why don't good. you read what you have now, Tom?
4: All right. So these are album rankings. Right. Last, number 17, Monster, Music from the Elder, Psycho Circus, Animalize, Gene Simmons, Creatures of the Night, Ace Friley, Asylum, Crazy Nights, Hot in the Shade, Unmasked, Paul Stanley, Rock and Roll Over, Kiss Debut, Revenge, Dress to Kill, Love Gun. This is very 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 difficult i'll tell you why this is difficult technically this is in the kiss discography so it's got to be ranked mm-hmm. but it's not a fucking kiss album <laughs> you know th- th- this would be like trying to take like a bunch of like metallica albums and being like here rank this steely dan album with these metallica albums It's like or i can't the
3: album review crew and okay here we're gonna review the four tops
4: exactly right uh, like i i it, Okay, here's the problem with the Peter Chris album We just gushed over it for a long time I like it There's some songs that I go to Go to him
3: (laughs) But this is a Kiss album So even if you had it at number 18 It's still probably better than everything
4: Right, and the problem with the Peter album Is that it is not a Kiss album When we're ranking Kiss albums Right Okay So I like the album but it's it. I just can't go to it that often. It go to it for right now. He, he, I'll put it to you this way: right now, it is battling with music from the elder. Yes. Okay. Okay, and I'll tell you why. Psycho Circus. I, I there's some songs on that that I that I really enjoy that I go to. Rocking, good songs. There's an Ace song, whatever. Music from the elder. It still has the oath, it still has I, it has Mr. Blackwell, it has Dark Light. I like World Without Heroes, you hate it. Peter's solo album doesn't have any of that. It has songs I enjoy, but it doesn't have any of that. So as much as I like the album, it it pains me to say that I have to put it below music from the elder. Okay. It's gonna be it's gonna be second to last. Monster's still at the bottom. I hear you, buddy. You know, and and it's it's hard because I like I truly enjoy the album.
3: For all the talk of you enjoying the album, though, that's just about where most Kiss fans would actually probably have it.
4: I agree. I agree. <laughs> right? It's it. I, I I don't know. It's it's a it's a tough one. It's a tough one. All right.
3: So for me, all the way from the bottom, I went Monster, Unmasked, Gene Simmons, Psycho Circus, Animalized, Asylum, Ace Frehley. Music from the Elder. Yep, that's right. I have Ace below that. Hot in the Shade, Crazy Nights, Dressed to Kill, Paul Stanley, Love Gun, Revenge, Kiss Debut, Creatures of the Night, Rock and Roll Over. Where the fuck am I putting this Peter Chris album? I'm not. I'm not kidding. I've never like lamented over a fucking album the way I have with this one. Yeah. Um. So I've got to like. I know I changed the way I philosophically put these albums. Like, do I have a song that I don't like on this album that I can't stand that I have to change? Do I have a, something like that's one of my favorites? So I move it up. It, does it get more bonus points or do I get more bonus points for steady awesomeness? Right. If I like, for instance, rock and roll over is my number one album on this so far. Okay. Yep. yep. See you in my dreams would probably be my least favorite song if it was on the piece of Chris album. Okay, so no, I'm not being stupid. I'm not putting this at number one. I'm just saying. No, no, no. Those are things to kind of take into account. Yep. Even revenge, tough love is fucking brutal. Love gun that you got. Then she kissed me, which actually isn't that bad of a song, but it's
4: it's actually not.
3: But that's all right. Okay. So I'm gonna be bold here. Again, I can put this album on and leave it on. Yep. Okay. I love all these albums. I like Monster. Okay. I like this album better than Ace. So, with that being said, I got to put it above ace. Do I like it better than The Elder? I do. Do I like it better than Hot in the Shade?
4: You don't. Don't hurt me that badly. You don't. You do not like this better than You Love Me to Hate You, Silver Spoon, King of Hearts,
3: Forever, Rise to It, Hide Your. You You don't. You know those three songs you just said, The Trifecta that we love from Hot in the Shade? Yep. I like. No, you don't. I can't stop the rain. Oh, God. That's the kind of sugar and hooked on rock and roll better than those three. I would listen okay. to those three first. All right. So I'm gonna be I, fucking I have, getting hate mail for the I, rest of this podcast. I have
4: breaking news when not making it through another two hundred episodes.
3: <laughs> um I, I'm never I can't. gonna hear the end of this. I'm putting Peter's album number nine. Oh, my God, Almighty. Above, hot in the shade, oh below my crazy. my God,
4: night. oh my I knew you liked this album, but I didn't know you had brain damage from love it.
3: love Peter. love his album. I love I'll tell it. you
4: right. Ra- I'll tell you right now. the bigger, hotter take right there is that you have Ace freely ranked below <laughs> Peter. <laughs> Look, it's a good album. It's an enjoyable, fun album. Uh, it doesn't suck. Like for me, I don't like monster. There's like two or three songs that I find fun on that album. That is not an album I would ever put on. I would in the same thing. And that, that's why I struggle with Peter in the elder. The elder has some real skippable stuff, but the highs on the elder are higher than the highs on Peter. It's just tough. It's tough to rank, but Hey, good for you. You do you good for you.
3: Yeah. Tom, I look at it when you go hot in the shade. So I can tell you right off the bat, I don't like Betrayed at all. Prisoner yeah. of Love. I don't like Um I Love Forever, Silver Spoon, Cadillac Dreams, King of Hearts, Street Giveth, uh, You Love Me to Hate Me, Somewhere between it. But even Little Caesar, but Boomerang. Betrayed. Read my uh prisoner of love. But you're also love,
4: comparing, but you're also like, comparing an album that has 15 songs with an album that has 10. That's not yeah, fair. So
3: what do I want to hear if I'm gonna take an album with it? I'd rather hear these songs. That's me. I know. Okay. Fuck up. That's what.
4: That's 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 why we do the show.
3: That's right, my friend. Yep. Well, Tom, what we do next is we go to questions. You got one? We do,
4: and I love these when I can bank these questions for an episode. Like I love, I love questions that we get, and I hold on to them because I'm like, I know we're gonna do an episode where I can throw this in here. So nice. we got a, so we got a question. This is from Christopher from Facebook, not Christopher the Wallet, another Christopher. And he wants to know, if Kiss did the solo albums again, right now, whose do you think would be better, Eric Singer's or Tommy Thayer's?
3: Tommy Thayer. Okay. (laughs)
4: Why? Just quickly.
3: Because they each have two songs in the catalog, and I like Tommy's better than Eric's.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I think I think Tommy, I like Tommy's voice. Um, I think you're right. I think Tommy's two songs, I think Out of This World and When Lightning Strikes are tremendously underrated. I think both of Eric's songs are horrendous. I've said that before. I think they're bad. Um, yeah, I, I I think that would be interesting. I think it's a good question just because I love these like what ifs because it's never going to happen. Obviously, they're never going to do solo albums again. Um. I think Tommy would put together a really good kick-ass album. I think it would be good. I, I mean, Eric's got some talent. That boy's got talent. Eric would do a good album. Um, I just, I don't know if I
3: could listen to 10, 12 songs of Eric's voice. I'm not a big fan. But Tommy's also contributed to other Kiss albums and songs. Yes. He knows the Kiss sound. Yeah. But I think he's got a
4: really underrated voice. Like, I like I like what I think he's he decent.
3: I think he can come up with yeah. a good, decent riff and yep. make it work. He knows yep. what Kiss fans like.
4: Yes. Agreed. Great question. I've been sitting on that one for a while, Christopher. Thank you for contributing. Appreciate it very much.
3: Tom, where can people find us?
4: Always go to our website, shoutoutloudcast.com, shoutoutloudcast.com. That's where all of our episodes are. You can find our Shout Out Loudcast episodes, our ARC episodes, dorm damage, and Zeppelin Chronicles episodes. They're all there, all of our rankings. And you can comment directly from the website, too. You comment directly on the website, we can receive the comment through our email. Uh, but on the website, it's all there. You can join our Patreon through the website. There's a link there. You can shop on our Amazon link. You can buy our Shout It Out Loudcast merch. Everything is right there. You can join our social media. Everything, check that out. And, of course, our email, shoutoutloudcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Please email us. We read every email. We may not get to all of them during the show because we get a lot, which is a great problem to have. But we do read all of them. Uh, And, of course, our social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all of them. We're everywhere. Please check us out, follow us, tag us, comment, all that good stuff. Uh, And, of course, we mentioned earlier uh, our amazing and wonderful Patreon family. Special shout-out this week to Pat, Steve, and Anthony for joining the family. You guys are the best, as are everybody else in the Patreon family. We love you guys. Patreon.com or download the app. And we're always... Proud to say that we're part of the Pantheon Podcast Network of shows, tons of great music podcasts, all different genres, and we're part of that family. So check them out. Pantheonpodcast.com.
3: You can DM us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We try to read as many of them as we can. Uh we do our best, but keep them coming. We love seeing them. And please subscribe to our YouTube channel. That uh, I believe we're closing in. Now on the nine hundred mark, we'd like to get to a thousand, and then eff it. Who gives a shit? Uh, please, then also give us one of those five star child reviews. Now we do have a new review that we want to read. All right. Yep. And this one says it's a five star child review on Apple Podcasts. Okay. Okay, and it says my favorite podcast, five stars. I discovered Shout Out Loudcast a few months ago via an Eddie Trunk interview. All right, after one episode, I was immediately hooked. T and Z are hilarious, also honest and informed with valid criticisms of the band and stupid, funny impersonations. Hey, they are best buds. Not really. We hate well, each other. Not
4: really. This is a yeah. business proposition. Yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> It's like fucking Shunny, sunny and share in the last few years. <laughs> and their report and camaraderie make the show a very enjoyable and entertaining listening. They've also made a bigger Kiss fan than I was ever before. Dude, I love hearing that. Me That's too. Awesome. Me
4: too. That's awesome.
3: Yes. Most podcasts are boring, endless ramblings, and self-absorbed. <laughs> These guys are anything but. They follow a format, usually stick to the program. And if they don't, it's always something hilarious. Definitely my favorite podcast, music or otherwise. Keep up the good work, fellas. Thanks for the laugh. Rudy Doth.
4: Oh, that's a Rudy. You are the man. Oh, thank you so much. What an incredible review. Thank you for the kind words and for taking the time to type that and put that and send that to us. Truly appreciate it. Rudy. We know you're part of the Shut Out Loudcast family, and uh, we truly appreciate
3: that. And he signed it, Rudy Not Sarzo. Ooh, okay. So, Rudy, thank you again. You're an awesome Patreon listener and follower. That's right. So, thank you very much for all that. And please, those reviews help us a lot. And, Tom, what we do next is we go to famous last words. Uh, you got something off this album?
4: Of course I do.
3: Well, of course well, I do. Of course, of
4: course I do.
3: And you know what it's like to be hurt. Right.
4: I ain't no good at talking. So, girl, I'm telling you straight. My heart feels just like an orphan. I hope I'm not too late. Because you're mad to uh, me. And, and that's, that's why. That's dee, why. Dee, dee, dee. Dee. You know, I want to see if our buddy Daryl Albert can put together one of those roller skating videos for us with "You Matter to Me." He's done it before. He did it with
3: Disco Strutter '78. Cause you matter to me. He can pull it off. He can pull it off. All right, Tom. I can't stop the rain. Here he comes again. Lightning strikes across the sky. Oh. I can't stop the rain. Here it comes again. Lightning only blinds my eyes. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, sound like they sound like Aussie lyrics. One of my favorite kiss songs of all time. Yeah, I said it. Good for you uh brace yourself for the onslaught
4: of hatred when this episode drops no i know
3: (laughs) i'm gonna fucking get destroyed i don't (laughs) know that's
4: okay fuck (laughs) them
3: yeah exactly so uh peter chris tom loudcasters kiss army everybody thank you
4: guys you're the best thank you so much for everything for uh listening and Making our show as awesome as it is, and this is all to you. Uh, you guys are the best. Best fans, listeners, followers, supporters that we could ask for. Thank you. And Zeus, as always, my friend, thank
3: you. Peace out, Girl Scout.
1: I think in Peter's case, it had to do with his upbringing and the fact that he wasn't very bright.
0: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.